Stookie is hot. Are you talking about me or Brian? Yes. Ooh. Hi, guys. It's Basic Snitches, and we have hot cookies. Yes, and my name is Adam. <laughs> my name is Tara, and Brian is here. We already answered. It's cookies. me with a cookie. I'm Brian, bitch. And today we're discussing chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Blood Prince. Lord, Lord Voldemort's request. That might have been the best unison that we've ever done, and that's saying something. It's kind of the cookies. It probably is. Yeah, Tara is a cookie lady now. <laughs> That's her new thing. The last few times I've been over here, we had cookies. Last time she came over to my house, she brought cookies. Tara does cookies now. Yeah. Tara's been promoted from potato to cookie. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Before we get started, just want to take a moment to talk about how fucking great all of our patrons are. And if you want to be part of this group, you could join this illustrious group of people, such as Brian, who's here. That's me. And also, me, Cindy, Nicole, Layla, Jen, Ashley, Olivia, Mary Beth, Brittany, and Megan. They're the bestest people, and we love them all. And uh, if you are a patron, you get to hear more of us talking. Uh, this week, we play a fun game. See of Brian. Play a game because Brian changed it up with us yeah. and gave us a fun game to play. That's just, like, the tip of the iceberg as far as extra stuff. And if you want a little snippet of what you're missing. Oh, yeah. Here it is. A penis Patronus, a penis Patronus, a penis Patronus, a penis Patronus. So you could have that. And we do have extra tiers. Extra points, $5 a month where you get even more bonus content. And then for $10 a month, you are Quen. And Quens get Quen content. Yeah. Patreon.com slash basic snitches. So last chapter. I know we just did the episode. Yeah, who do you think the winner and loser? Well, the loser is Cormac McFuckfuck. Yes. <laughs> Cormac McFuckfuck. That's his new name. And then the winner is Luna? I'm going to go with uh, Luna, maybe? I mean, Luna's great. I don't know that she's win status. I'm going to say Hermione, because she owns up to being a bitch. So the winner is Luna. God damn it. <laughs> Adam is just like, I need my go-go juice. My go-go juice is going to make me win. Adam, you should have summoned that wine to you. Akio wine. wine, bitch. Prince Rubus Bordeaux. Oh, it's something French. Appellation Bordeaux Controlé. See, apparently if you want me to drink wine slower, give me white wine. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's just what I had from that. Because red wine. I like down. how on the um, front it's all French, on the back you turn it over and it's like Prince Rubis, white Bordeaux wine, product of France. Well, I had the best wine ever in my life. My best friend just moved back from uh, Lodi, California, which is where all the California wine is that's not in Napa Valley, and it was the best fucking wine I'd ever had. That sounds pretty due to me. Ew. <laughs> on the Very news, Eve, I had 50 milligrams of weed soda. I'm glad to hear that you have the drag razors on State Road. I have the drag razors on Ridge Road. <laughs> there is a thing that has been written, and Brian is going to I'm read I was going it. to read the thing. Oh, yes. Chapter 20. He's yes. too busy on Grinder. Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> Which means yes. <laughs> no, because Grinder is all twigs, so no thank you. So he's on Scruff. <laughs> he made a face. I was right. Madam Adam predicts another thing correctly. Read my thing! Chapter 20. Valdi wants some shit. Ron and Hermione are officially friends again because Hermione remembered that Ron is mortal. As they're walking along the corridor, they run into Luna and Ron praises her for her bomb-ass commentator skills and gets a free onion. And Harry gets another lesson scroll. Once again from an unlikely messenger. But hey, yay for free onions! Then Ron breaks up with Purple Girlfriend. In the lesson, Dumble chastises Harry in typical kooky demeanor for not trying hard enough to get Slughorn's memory from the previous lesson. Yeah, because Harry hasn't had anything else going on, like skull fracture or making sure your students are poisoned to death, sweetie! And now it's time to jog some memories! The first memory features Umbr- Oh, wait, that's not the pink- Well, you could have fooled me. The first memory features Hepzibah Smith, an old, fluffy, papery, pink cupcake lady who creepily flirts with a younger Voldy who basically looks like the human version of a fireplace poker at this point. Hepzibah has him look at her cup and then her locket, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We exit the memory and Dumble tells us that two days later the house elf Hokey killed Cupcake Bitch, but we all know it was Valdi since the cup, which belonged to Hufflepuff, from whom Cupcake Bitch has descended, by the way, and the locket, which belonged to, oh, you already know, have gone missing. 
Second memory is from Dumble. It's about 20 years later from when Valdi killed Cupcake Bitch, and we now see that Valdi has transformed from a fireplace poker into a candle. Candle Boy wants a job, and Dumbledore's like, FUCK NO! You look weird and your friends are all at the hogshead. I know what's up, now GET OUT! We leave this memory and Harry asks why Candle Boy wanted the data job anyway. Dumble's like, look at him. Only evil people want to work with numbers and statistics. Just kidding. That would have been dope. But instead, Dumble waves his hands around and says in a spooky voice, You'll find out later, like he always does. Also, BT Dubs, this is when the curse of the data professors began. So you mean to tell me that they've had to hire a new data professor now for what, like 25 years? How the hell does Hogwarts not have only one star on Glassdoor? That turnover rate is abysmal! <laughs> that long? That's how long it's been going? I couldn't believe it. Oh yeah, because this was one of the things that we talked about, I think, a couple seasons ago. And you're like, all these people going through it, like, because I didn't think you'd remember it about this. No! 25 years! Been 25 years. <laughs> and then Dumbledore drops the vial of memory juice into the ocean. The beginning of the chapter is uh, Harry and Ron being like, bye, pom-pom, we'll see you eventually, because this is how our lives <laughs> because work. Because we yeah. are regular. Because we are who we are. <laughs> so you're probably at the end of the year, more than likely. They're walking down the corridor. They're walking down the, the corridor, and they're with Hermione, and there's a little girl, and she's... Uh, yeah, well, can I ask, what is the purpose of this little girl? Do we know who this little girl is? You're yeah, looking at me like this is important. This is important, isn't this it? This is important. Do you know who this little girl is? I don't remember. I little girl. Today. I don't remember. Little girl. <laughs> Who's this little girl? Where is this talk about a little girl? She's looking at a tapestry of That's trolls the, fucking yeah. or something. <laughs> they and walked down to the seventh floor corridor that was deserted, but for a very small girl who had been examining a tapestry of trolls and tutus. Fucking! They were fucking. <laughs> they were clearly fucking, yeah. You want me to tell you who the little girl is? Yes. It's Crabber Goyle. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. I'm not fucking kidding this you, we're kidding you. vaguely, because they were in disguise for some reason. Yes, because the seventh floor corridor is the requirement is. And so That's she drops the right. scales to let Draco know, do not come out here, because fucking Harry Potter is out here. forgot about that. Being a creep. I was like, there's Unless no way... Unless you're ready for a threesome, then come out. There is no uh, threesome? It's going to be a cold gangbang <laughs> at this point, because everybody's there. I could but, not... Well, no, Ron is not going to be part of this. He's just going to, like, cross his arms and, like, sulk and watch. He'd be like, I'm um, too fucking heterosexual for this. Yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that this is mentioned here without it having significance. There is no way. Okay, there's a little girl, and Luna comes over and is like, want an onion? <laughs> Whatever, they walk by this little girl. Harry is like obsessed with Ginny and Dean's argument. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, He's like, Ginny. wait, they, they didn't break up over it, did they? And Hermione's like, why the fuck you want to know? Because and Hermione's like, I know you want to know. What were you going to say? Because breeders. Because Be breeders. Because straight people are boring Harry, and stupid. Harry and Ginny, neither of them are straight. No offense, straight people. <laughs> also, neither Harry nor Ginny are straight. They right. just end up in a hetero relationship. That is fair. And then Hermione said, Dean was laughing about McClagan hitting that bludger at you. And Ron was like, oh, that would have been funny. And Hermione's like, it's not funny. Ron, how very dare you. I agree. But then he makes up for it. Because when they do see Luna, Ron's like, Luna, you're amazing. Oh my and God. Luna's like, are you kidding me? I love like, it. Yeah, her, like, Luna no. doesn't believe right, it. No, Luna's like, oh, you're making fun of me. He's like, no, no, and, dead ass. And the fact this that is Ron amazing, is serious right? is amazing. Right. So he makes up we for love. it. She's starting to grow on me. Just like that free onion. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with that onion. onion. The green I love onion. how she's just like, I got an onion. You can have it. I have many onions. <laughs> it's just she's so like, weird. She's like, you can keep it if you want. For fighting off gerfluffle gurgans. They're really excellent for warding off gulping plimpies. Which... That's what I said. There's got to be a dirty joke in there somewhere. Gerfunkel gherkins. The fact that you remembered exactly what you said the first time <laughs> is astounding. Because me, I will make up a word and I'll be like, that will never come out of my mouth again. Brian, your new drag name is Pearl Onions. Oh. Yeah. No, my drag name is Target Garbage. Is it really? Yes, because I'm Target Garbage, but fancy. <laughs> I figured. And then Purple Girlfriend would be like, why the fuck is Hermione here? And Hermione... <laughs> <laughs> my stars! Why the fuck is Hermione here? I'm the rapers! <laughs> <laughs> diddly diddly day. Oh, my stars. <laughs> I just love how 
running Father, like, yeah, run! We must run! The British are coming! The British are That's coming! That's different, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. It, so she, like, harasses Rod. History history. Harry and Hermione are like, we gotta fucking go. That oh, girl is a hussy in a handbag. I also just have to mention, we do learn that Coot and Peaks. I meant no, to bring they up, saved Harry's they life. They saved Harry's life! Coot and Peaks, poor one out! Oh, I thought we were yeah. just gonna talk about the fact that there's a character named Coot. I mean, also that. <laughs> I was reading it earlier and I was like, <laughs> Cute. Can we also talk about how I sent you both this TikTok? How Muggle is the name for someone who smokes weed? Yes. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm a fucking Muggle. I can't believe it. Like, I'm just now learning it. And then Dumbledore means a bumblebee. Bumblebee. This is like real etymology of these words. And then hag to be hagridden means to have had a nightmare. That is shock. I've never heard that ever until I saw that TikTok. When I see a bumblebee in the summer, I'm gonna be like, hi, Dumbledore. Anywho, Cooten Peaks. And then this is also where there's this breakup moment where, like I said in the last episode, this is where it makes sense for Hermione to actually speak up and be like, I have feelings we're on now, but we're not going to do that, apparently. No, we don't do that. No, instead she writes an essay for Harry. Yes. And Harry, and like, she knows Harry will let Ron copy. I hope Ron does not copy this exact essay. Right? Like, That's what, a very bad strategy. This is not going to work, guys. No. At the very least, I feel like Sprout would be able to discern that. Oh, you she know? absolutely could. And I say that because the next professor that we see is when he does go to Dumbledore's office, and it's Trelawney. Now, if they plagiarized each other for an essay in her class, I'm sure that she would not oh, have noticed. Oh, she would notice. Because she doesn't read Ron's essays. She only reads Harry's. I don't think she reads any essays. I think she puts her hand on top of them and just, like, closes <laughs> her eyes and is like, F. Well, she reads Bad Harry's. Vibes. Harry's, <laughs> Harry's is like, I had a dream that I won a Quidditch match. She's like, that means Jeff! <laughs> right. I don't rate your words, I rate your vibes. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly what Trelawney does. When Harry does go into the office, she's like, oh, so this is why you're kicking me out. She's like, oh, what the fuck? Wait, I'm sorry, that's not what I was just more like, ah. Oh. So, this is why you're kicking me out, Dumbledore. And then she stumbles down the stairs, and Harry's like, oh, she just like tripped over one of her cloaks. And I'm like, yeah. That's why she tripped down the stairs, Harry. That's <laughs> that's <crazy>. why. Yes. <laughs> Dumbledore just flat out is like, yeah, I fucking hate divination. Yeah, which shocked me. That because he never studied it. Which shocks me. Because it was never at Hogwarts before he brought her to Hogwarts. There's no point beating a dead Sagittarius at this point. No, we don't. I have said multiple times, like, divination should be, like, the base. It should be mm-hmm. the base of magic. It sounds like it's not something that's taught at very many of the magic schools. I know. Well, I mean, this is a fictional series, of course. But if we're thinking about, like, real-world practicing, divination is, like, step one to me. Learning how to work with the energies around you and whatnot. And get those messages. Well, because Bloody Tampon didn't actually, like, think about Wait, things. were we going to call her Bloody Tampon or what? There was another one. Tooth Extraction. Oh, Tooth oh, Extraction. Oh, yes, Tooth we'll Extraction. We'll save Bloody Tampon for another time. Okay, you did not hear Erase Bloody it. Tampon, ladies and gentlemen. So Tooth Extraction, I don't think thought about those things. Because Divination is not in the first couple books, obviously. And then she was like, oh, yeah, this would be a good idea. Fortune telling. And, and how fortune telling, like, is and... seen as being, like, f- yeah. fraudulent and stuff. Because there are some moments, especially with things like divination, that there's some, like, pseudo fact to them. Mm-hmm. And so the fact then that she makes it all to be, like, this big joke down to, like, McGuh saying that it's a weird soft subject or whatever she says. Right. But then also, obviously, we have some staffing issues at Hogwarts. Among other issues, if you need to keep both Ferenc and Trelawney safe, there are probably other things you could find for them to do. Give because I'm sorry, Ferenc is also not teaching anything. Like, Ferenc is just like, humans are terrible at, at like, divination. You can read stars. They also take astronomy. Or astrology, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's astronomy. astrology. Astronomy, it feels like yeah. there's so much crossover here. I'm sure Filch could use some help. For real, like, Filch is a fucking squib, and they're like, you have to clean the castle. Varun's mm-hmm. maybe a Sagittarius, but if you're protecting him from going back to his herd that's going to kill him, I don't think Ferenz is going to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to clean... At least have friends hang out with Hagrid. Hagrid would be like, cool, you're my TA or whatever. I feel like there's some better management there with all this divination stuff. I will say I very much enjoy the line, Dumbledore's little joke of divination is starting out to be much more trouble than I could have foreseen never having studied the subject myself. (laughs) Yeah, Dumbledore's gotten jokes. I did think of that earlier when I was reading it. It sucks to see divination being so downplayed. 
I think what I found through the series, because obviously, and I still like Trelawney, it's more so like the downplay of Divination that I don't like than the downplay of Trelawney, because Trelawney absolutely has her faults. Bye, Trelawney. I'm going to hang out with Harry now, because he's like, cool. Yeah, he's you. like, bye, Trelawney. I have to hang out with my best friend, Harry. I'm disappointed in you. Okay. Oh my God, he's so let's, rude. Yes. Let's talk about this, first of all. You may speak. Who has grown up with the, oh my god. Tara raised her hand. She's like, first of all, raised hand. I'm like, yes, you may speak. How many of us grew up with instances, I don't want to say that everyone's parents are like this, but like grandparents or maybe other like teachers or whatever, literally their way of getting you to do shit was the like ultimate guilt trip. The guilt trip, yeah. Holy fuck, is Dumbledore laying this on thick? And it works. Harry feels like shit about Mm -hmm. it. And then it's like, oh, well, after you knew Ron was okay, you didn't, like, prioritize this? No, because I had to, you know, like, run Quidditch practice because you made me the fucking captain of the Quidditch team. And then I had to have a Quidditch match because I'm the fucking captain of the Quidditch team. Also, I'm a fucking student, so I have to take classes. And then some And then my head bone got got broken. (laughs) You fucking asshole. And I just got out of the fucking hospital wing today because Pom Pom was like, no, you can't go murder your fucking teammates. Yeah, this is a far cry, Dumbledore, from being like, are you dating Hermione from a few chapters ago? Right. Like, maybe you should pay attention. Where are you going? Are that you hanging out movie, in caves yeah. with, like, dead people oh, or something? Oh, just kidding, you are. You're too busy going on these lavish vacations and then hanging around the school that you run to see how me, the chosen one, who this entire society is, like, Hanging on to by a thread to know what's actually going on before your fucking eyes. Right? Why don't you just tell me what's happening in these fucking memories? Let's cut to the chase. Yeah, it's just very poor leadership and communication from him. That it's like, are you certain that you put forth your best effort? Get the fuck out. Harry should have been like, yes. Because to answer your question, I still get guilt tripped about this stuff. But now... A fucking adult. That shit isn't going to work with me anymore. They try extra hard when you're an adult. But that's the thing is like, this is a 16 year old boy who has severe trauma just from living in the world. Like to start there and then you like go back through the rest of the trauma he's faced. Like just being raised by the fucking Dursleys. Mm -hmm. The last thing he needs is his mentor to be like, did you try your best? With all the circumstances that I had, absolutely, I tried my best. And, like, here's the thing, is even if he didn't, making someone feel like shit about stuff is the least effective way to make someone move forward in that progress and maybe do the next best thing. Or here's the other thing, like, you just called him his mentor. Yeah. Okay, mentor, how about you mentor me a little bit and, like, like, give me some advice here. Instead of being an asshole, because what he could say is, I'm going to remind you that we can't move forward these are the last two memories I have. I need you to get that memory. That's all you had to do, Dumble. But instead, mm. you're like, here's the guilt trip. I'm not going to be here for the next episode, so I'm going to make my prediction now that Dumble is losing this chapter. <laughs> and Voldemort kills a bitch in this chapter. But I'm still going to say Dumble loses. But Voldemort, like, got what he wanted. So maybe Voldemort wins it. I've learned this from her <laughs> But that's my prediction as someone who will not be here. I mean, I think that's a fair episode. prediction, too. So <laughs> I haven't thought about it yet. All this aside, because we have talked a lot about Dumbledore's delivery and his inability to actually, like, be a proper mentor for someone, especially yeah. someone like Harry. It's also just not a strength of his. But I do get the feeling, especially through these particular memories, let's not even just say these two, it was probably very difficult for him to get that memory from Morphin as well. To have to get the memory from a house elf on their deathbed. Yeah. And then his own memory of what happens in the second one, it has likely taken a lot of work to piece all of this together. Absolutely. So I'm saying this in preparation for my own points. Because we can talk about Dumbledore's behavior all day long. In some cases we have. That's never going to change. But I do think that like looking at what he's done so far up to this point. I just think some of the theatrics of it is just ridiculous. This isn't like happy fun time. Right. Voldemort's back. We need to figure this shit out. Like can we be a little bit more serious here? About the process of... I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) 
I said serious. Everybody. You said you wanted. Can we be like serious here? And I'm like, oh, well, we can't. We can't, we can't. because like, if we were dead, this <laughs> podcast would be boring as hell. But, but you're what right, though? though. Do our listeners have taken divination? Because okay. if they had did, then they would be able to communicate with us. The power of divination. But no, really, like I think you're right. It's just poor taste. I think that Dumbledore is like taking the time to be like, I thought that I had impressed upon you how important this was. The thick layer of guilt that he's putting on top of Harry instead of literally just being direct. Let's put another layer on that despite what I just said about like, yes, Dumbledore is being an asshole here, but let's look at all the hard work he's done. Let's also add to that though, to be devil's advocate to myself because he uses legitimacy against him against Harry's consent as well. And Harry even kind of notices it. Are we really doing this right now? I mean, we all know that Dumbledore is imperfect, so... Of course, and that's fine. I am so imperfect and so flawed in life, but like to me, the way forward in any situation is to be honest and to be willing to come to a central place in a conversation. And Dumbledore does not do that. Here's all the stuff that I'm not going to tell you ever. Here's the stuff that I'm going to tell you eventually. Here's the stuff I'm going to give you right now. Yeah. Let's get into the first memory featuring Hepzibah Smith. Hepzibah Smith Hepzibah and, and Hokey. And Hokey. Oh, now I like the name Hokey, but before we were recording... It's such a fucking house elf name. The names really of the house elves are real... I was talking about how Hepzibah, it makes me think of Tichibah from like the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. And it makes me think of like a swamp witch. Like, it seems like someone who's, like, very, like... Not, I don't know how else to explain I, it other than like, I feel like they're... Even though Tooth Extraction used it in this book, I wonder if the name is from something. I'm looking at it. Very also, well could be. I kept calling her Cupcake Bitch. And that's what I get from her. She's very, like, frilly and she's very... Also, Hepzibah Smith, we determined as a descendant of Hufflepuff, right? Yes. Correct. Uh, something else I wrote down. Zach Smith? Yes. Like, I wonder oh, if there's yeah. some... I, I mean, like, it, there. it feels like that's what we're supposed to believe. I mean, also, Smith is the Smith. most fucking common last Perhaps. Word. But it's the connection to Hufflepuff that makes me think that... In this series, when we have names like Lizabini, for example, or... Lizabini. Or what's, like, another, like, crazy last name that we've seen? Smith is gonna pop out as being right. like very, very normal i'm very cognizant of that like we've seen multiple toms we've seen multiple marcuses which is kind of interesting there is something to be said for that and like i think it's plausible zach smith is a hufflepuff we see another smith here and like when your first name is hepzibah and your last name is smith right so hepzibah is a marvel character from x-men like the comic from 1977. Hepzibah is also in the Bible, the wife of Hezekiah and the mother of Manasseh in 2 Kings 21. An name applied to Jerusalem, possibly as denoting its prophesied restoration to the Jews after captivity. So it's just a biblical name. So it has nothing but, to do with cupcakes. I don't no, know cupcakes. What, what was her X-Men power. Uh, Hepzibah is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. She first appeared in the X-Men number 107. Uh, she is a member of the intergalactic enforcers known as the Star Jammers and was briefly a member of the Uncanny X-Men. The name of her species is derived blah blah blah. The scientific classification for skunk, which her species noticeably resembles a skunk. Let's see. Abilities. Enhanced agility. Speed, reflexes, coordination, balance, retractable claws. Hyperkeen senses, mind and mood altering pheromones, and night vision. Well, none of that seems so none to of that sounds like <laughs> She sounds like a papery old bitch. She's a cheetah. It was very interesting, and I mentioned my thing. The picture at the beginning of the chapter, I was like, is Umbridge in this chapter? They, that's the yeah. first thing I thought. I mean, that's Oh, fair. my mind didn't even... Really? Oh, oh, my God. She's like a pink, frilly cupcake bitch. Oh, like the actual picture picture. Yeah. She does look like a cupcake. Remember, the, okay, you guys aren't girls, but I had these little, like, dolls when I was I know exactly what you're the talking The cupcake about. dolls? Yes. Fuck yeah. Then the, like, and wrapper then, become the dress. And then yes. there was a little hat. And then the, the, the top was a hat. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had... About. I and they probably videos. smelled. Yes. Because everything smelled, in the 80s smelled. They, they smelled good. <laughs> Just picturing the little girl, I think it was, like, probably a vine or something, but then on TikTok, the little girl in the cupcake costume was running around in circles. Oh. I'm a cupcake. I'm a cupcake. I'm okay. a cupcake. Okay, that does sound a little bit familiar. 
Aww. That was this bitch as a child. Yeah, uh, there we go. Hepzibah. Yep, That's 90 bad. years ago. <laughs> she was 90 back. years ago. Because, man, it, it's interesting to me that this is the character that we see. Because here's the other thing. I wrote in my notes. Usually I write about one page in my notebook here per chapter. But this is the moment where Horcruxes really come to light. Yeah. Because oh, Hepzibah yeah. Smith is the number one person, other than like Moaning Myrtle and Lily Potter, that I know for a fact that person's murder resulted in a Horcrux. And Hepzibah Smith's murder definitely resulted in the Horcrux of Hufflepuff Cup. As you know, especially you, Tara, I don't really remember some of the details when it comes to this stuff. So I started to like write a tracker here of like the journey of the Horcruxes. Like, sure. Where did they originate? Who was the person that was used? And then how does it eventually get into the hands of whoever had it? And then how does it get destroyed? Particularly for the cup, what I have is Hepzibah Smith had it because it's in the Hufflepuff. It was stolen from Hepzibah. Her soul was used for it. And then what I imagine happened with multiple of these Horcruxes, you see that they fall in the hands of a Death Eater. In this case, Bellatrix, because it was in her vault. The diary ended up in the hands of Malfoy. The locket was in the hands of the Blacks, because it was in book five, yes. And then Mundungus stole it and sold it. It ended up around Pink Bitch's neck. And then plot of book seven. Through the whole fucking series, Tooth Extraction never clarifies how any of them happened, and who was killed, except obviously Harry, that's Lily Potter. Yeah. Because also, you notice that there's never any specification of what year Tom Riddle was when he killed Moaning Myrtle, which is obviously the diary, mm-hmm. but it's never clarified that it was actually after he learned what Horcruxes are. How do we know? We don't know. We don't actually know. We're assuming it was one of the riddles that was the ring. I assume that was Tom Riddle Sr. Tom Riddle Sr. Yes. But we don't get clarification. But again, assuming Hepzibah Smith for Hufflepuff's Cup makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of them, you're kind of like, we'll never get clarification on the diadem. Yeah. You never, and you will never get clarification on the locket or Nagini. Yeah, the locket is the one where I'm like, okay, who's the person? Because again, I don't think that she gives us that information. Like, she gives us enough that we can definitely think of Hepzibah and we can definitely think of Tom Riddle Mm -hmm. for those other two. And And obviously Myrtle. Myrtle. Yeah, those but, are the clear But nothing three. is like, yes, that's what it, you know. Yeah, I think the locket is the one that has the longest journey. Like, there are so many things that happen in terms of, like, where how the locket changes hands and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are, sorry, we're talking about something that I have never thought about. Are you guys saying that you think Voldemort killed Myrtle? Voldemort did kill Myrtle. Yeah. I thought the the best. I mean, he did, but the basilisk was like the best. But does that count as him killing her to get a Horcrux? There was something somewhere. It might have been on Pottermore back in the day or something. At the very least, Diary, Myrtle, Cup, Hepzibah Smith, and then the Ring being Tom Riddle Sr. I think are the only three that I know. And then Harry Potter. Obviously, that one's easy. There's one of them, I think, that in the lore of all of this, it's like some unnamed muggle girl or something like that for one of these. I don't know. Maybe it's the diadem. Or I mean, I'm it's... sure something. Because he went to fucking Albania to get the fucking diadem. Okay. Because so the diadem, I don't have that absolutely could be anything. something now. random. That's the thing that we're going to continue to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because as it comes up, we're like, oh, yeah, we're putting it into places. Like I said, I'm pretty sure there was something somewhere that I saw. That was it from a reputable source. It's not just like an internet source. Yeah. Now, the reason why we bring this all up is because Hepzibah Smith, cupcake bitch, in her like papery glory... I don't know why. I just thought of her as like she got dry ass old skin. Well, right. That's why I, I got you. I get, I get what you're saying. She's a big fat wedding cake. I she's hope she a... has buttercream icing at least. Oh, I bet she has buttercream icing. <laughs> she's sitting there and she's like, ah, Tom Riddle, come over here and look at my treasures. And then she like yeah. rips open her legs. And fucking Tom Riddle, they're looking like a sharp pointy bitch. Clearly her type, apparently. It's worth noting that Tom Riddle is there because he works for Morgan Burks now. Which yes. I thought was pretty interesting. And it sounds like back then, Morgan Burks was more like a pawn shop. Not necessarily a dark one yet. So perhaps it turned at some point. But this totally just sounds like more just like pawning. Unusual stuff. Yeah, yeah, like a curiosity shop. Yeah. Also, I think it's worth noting before we even dove into this memory, 
Dumble talks about how Voldemort came back to try to become Defense Against the Dark Arts. Oh, leader. yes, that's important, too. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's what he talks about in his next memory. But he, they mention it before he even jumps yeah, into he this memory. He says, leading up to this, Voldemort came yes. back and requested this position right out of school. That's right. Because one thing that I have in my notes here is the Mary Thought thing. He yeah. says almost something like, oh, I want to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. Mary Thought is an old bitch. And that's where I made the connection to the movie where he says in the movie, in mm-hmm. the memory, is well, Mary Thought's going to be... Mary Thought's retiring and he's like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. It's a weird through line because it doesn't really mention it in the book, but it mentions it in the movie. It's a weird so choice to put that, that in the movie. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. always kind of thought that. Dumbledore's explaining to Harry that Voldemort was working at Borgen and Burks, you know, how everyone was, like, expecting him to go into the ministry. And then, well, he actually asked Professor Dippet if he could teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. And how Dippet and a lot of the professors, it sound like, were, like, charmed by him. Yeah, everyone thought he was great. But Dumbledore Dumbledore's yeah. like, uh, no, this guy sucks. Yeah. I will say, for the first memory, other than some of this Horcrux stuff, I don't really have too much other than, like, mm-hmm. Wedding Cake Lady, Wedding Poker Lady. Man. Paper oh, man. I have these treasures. Come look at them. And then, at the end of the memory, Voldemort's eyes become red. And kind Wedding Cake Lady is like, what is wrong with her? Oh, and my then, stars. Oh, oh, my stars. And she makes it sound just like that, that I just uh-huh. made. And then, two days later, she dies. And uh, they're like, Pokey did it. Tom Riddle is good at legitimacy. He's good at talking to snakes, and he's good at modifying memories. And he's good at being a fucking asshole. And he's good at pe- and he's good at murdering people. Don't forget that. That's the most important. That is a skill. <laughs> so one thing I will say is that when Dumble and Harry come out of this memory, I love when we are reminded that Harry is actually just like a sweet kid, and Dumble is like, "So Hokey said she did this murder," and Harry's like, "No way! This is fucking bullshit!" Like I just love how Harry gets so mad at injustice. That shouldn't surprise him because he's actually just a sweet kid. Oh, maybe Hermione's right about Spew. Right? Yeah, that's right too. Yeah. It's very interesting. We haven't seen much about Spew. That we, that, 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 was like, Harry suddenly was like, oh, Hermione is right. But like, Harry is literally always on that page, but he doesn't acknowledge it. I think that's another thing about Harry is that, like, he's always kind of been on the same side as you, but he never acknowledges it because he doesn't think about it that way. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I mean, even when he was asking the house elves to tail Malfoy in the last chapter, he was just kind of like, I'm going to do this because I know I can, but Dobby, don't fucking throw yourself off the tower. Like, he's just a nice kid. In this <laughs> moment, too, it's like... Yes, he's a sweet kid, but also we have seen at this point now, like, we know that obviously it was not Hokey that killed. Right, well, exactly. Harry's like, come on. So then we get into this last memory, and this is the one of Dumbles. (laughs) Brian, you said that you had something to mention here. I'm wondering if Voldemort had the same intention in the second request as he did in the first. Or more so, did he have this same intention in his first request? As he did in the second one, because shit's happened. So explain what you mean, like, in terms of when Voldy comes. Like, did, when he, he makes the request it. the first time, does he want the position for the same reason he wants it the second time? I think I... there's probably some more reasons why he wants it. Because yeah. there's I a think... course of, what, ten years in yeah. between requests? Mm-hmm. I think he's... the answer is yes and no. Yeah. Because obviously when he is finished with his seventh year and he already has this group of, like, little followers and basically future Death Eaters, I think that he has that, I could be a teacher because I could influence kids like he is 10 years later but he's also still very attached to the school 10 years later yes it's that but also he knows how good he is at influencing people right he like also he, he has he, a following yeah people who follow him around at school is one thing it's like Draco having his fucking little lackeys around you have these fuckers following you around at school and now 10 years later they're still up your ass you know how to manipulate yeah. and control people you come to a school you can build your own little fucking army, which is what Dumbledore is like, absolutely not. Yeah. The second time, I think he is more organized and he has more of a plan. So, yeah, I think the, that it is the same, but it's, like you said, he has more of a plan. He has more of a plan. The first time, it maybe is more of a comfort thing. Like, we talk about the old magic and the history behind Hogwarts, and we see that in the first memory of these artifacts, which I can appreciate all of that. Part. Oh, yeah. 
But then in the second part, just the fact that he is, like, unrecognizable now, that his eyes are red, that he is a clammy hoe. Dumbo's like, oh, no, bitch. Yeah, he's like, you are looking like a penis. And trust me, I have seen many of those in my life. Has he or is he really just seen Grindelwald? He's gay. He's probably seen many. He's been to the bathhouses. All those bathhouses in Hogsmeade. He visited mm. everyone. They, All three of them? Like they may not have the internet, but they probably have Wizard Grinder up in their head. They definitely have something. What's it called? I don't know, but they send like Patronuses of Dicks. Penis Patronuses. Oh my Patronus. god. If you're not on Patreon, you don't know what that. Mm. Well, you listened to the preview earlier. But, I mean, it was probably called like. Asio. It was called Asio. They got an Asio. Which is literally how I always say it. And I'm like, no, it should be Akio. But I always say Akio. I always say Akio. I can't help it. And I'm it. like, nope, Tara. Every time I say it, I'm like, that was wrong. And then I do it again anyway. So I do find it fascinating that he comes back for this second request. And at this point, he is going by the name Voldemort. And he has followers called Death Eaters. I guess this is the first moment that I realized he was known as Voldemort before he was the dark wizard that everyone's terrified of. In my mind, I always pictured that he started going by Voldemort and becoming known as that name when he was the most feared wizard of all time. It's interesting to me that he had that identity, he had the Death Eaters, before he was known as that terrifying wizard yeah in this memory like how we're learning about just like that whole process like he went to dumbledore and then he's like annoyed that dumbledore knows about death eaters i know what they call you now and he's like "Mm." also dumbledore mentions oh i know the barkeep i was just gonna say that That was the next thing i was gonna say he's like i know my brother i mean i know my brother i mean the the bartender i appreciate that dumbledore is like oh no we're not gonna play this game i want to make sure that you know that i know shit tom fucking riddle i'm not gonna call you voldemort love like, memory oh, yeah Dumbledore. you'll always be tom riddle you'll to always me. be tom riddle to me and like <laughs> i know there's that little thing of harry noticing in the memory voldemort reaching for his wand and things like that i think it's so key that this particular moment seems like it's before voldemort's rise to power but he's been like doing all of this stuff so he's still been like doing evil shit in the background killing people creating horcruxes all of that it's like this key part in the middle where clearly if Voldemort were to like whip out his wand and try to kill Dumbledore first of all he would lose right and second of all that would completely impede all of his progress that he's made so far it's definitely interesting to see this because like you had mentioned brian it seems like it's this weird middle part of voldemort's trajectory that we haven't really seen and this is just like a fleeting moment of it again this is one of the reasons why i like this book it's just like these little glimpses that's i love of that voldemort's history I love this so much i remember the first time i read this book as a teenager i hated this book because the fifth book was all about Voldemort coming back and at the end it's finally proven to everyone he's back and then in the sixth book he's not even he's not even in it and I was so mad about that as a teenager I was like I don't give a fuck about all this backstory and bullshit blah 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 this is stupid just give me what's going on now with him and all of that and then rereading it as an adult I was like this is so fascinating yeah, and this really is my is. favorite thing about this entire series that is literally one of the gems of rereading this series really being able to go back and think about where i was when i first read this so i have a question about the appearance of Voldemort. the notable change is notable in thinking about what he's been doing over the past 10 years because this is all about horcruxes so i'm going to go back to my horcrux track at this point in theory he has at the very least killed three people and that is well he's killed more than three people but for horcruxes because i imagine his appearance has to do with his soul breaking into pieces mm-hmm. that's at least my like interpretation of this so if we go based on the tracker that i put together the ring was from Tom Myrtle Sr.'s soul. The diary was from Myrtle's soul. The cup was from Hepzibah's soul. We at least know that those three people have been murdered by now. Plus his grandparents' soul. 
Plus his grandparents people. and probably many others. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of from his soul splitting is what his appearance oh, yeah. is. Do you think that that's also why he's looking like this? Because, I mean, that is probably the most jarring note. That, of note I have not difference. thought about that, but I think that makes the most sense is that the pale, like, skeletal look of him, yeah, would come from his soul being so fractured. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe this is just me making it up from pop culture references to this. But it still talks about him having a nose. But it says that he's like has a waxy appearance and mm-hmm. his eyes are and the red. red eyes. Yeah, I would assume that he hasn't made because like I feel like Nagini is a much later. Reference. I think Nagini is the last Horcrux he makes before Harry. Yeah, so I imagine at least the diadem and the locket are also two Horcruxes that have either happened by this point or have still yet to. Happen. I feel like I can figure out the like order of Horcruxes before I can figure out who. I think that it is the ring first. I think that the diary is second mm-hmm. and the cup is third. That's exactly what I have too. Yes. And then I think the locket uh-huh. and then the diadem and then Nagini. I think so too. Yeah. Because I feel like the diadem is something he goes searching for. Mm-hmm. And I think Nagini is a, oh, I wonder if I tried this with a living being. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Nagini is probably someone that we would never learn about. Yeah. Because when you think about, like, who he's chosen, I mean, we've seen all the things about, again, referring to our Patreon exclusive, a Nokia cell phone or something like that. <laughs> that would be, like, impossible to, like, destroy. He was very clearly looking for things that tied him back to his heritage, that tied him to Hogwarts history. Mm-hmm. And then the diary, which is kind of a different sort of, But then Nagini being like a living creature, which to me almost is like a hint to the reader that Harry is potentially a Horcrux as well, because Harry is also a living creature. I think that's probably why he was like specifically seeking all of this out. Obviously, by the time he kills Hepzibah Smith, he knows what Horcruxes are because of the Slughorn memory. So maybe this was a whole part of his grand plan of, okay, I'm going to use these historical artifacts because nobody would ever want to destroy that type of history or something. But yeah. Anywho. Anyway, yeah, there's just so much interesting stuff there. So yeah, yeah, so then they come back out of the memory, and we learn why we've only had this. No up- teacher has yeah, no te- year. Yeah, words are hard. <laughs> For 25 <laughs> years. For 25 freaking years. Yeah. Like, I'm going to learn about all those other ones before Quirrell. Like, what happened? How is it only right? how did Which they ones get of them were evil? Us, right? I mean, we have even talked about, like, how it's our own canon that Harry goes back to be data professor. At some but point, I believe he does. That, that makes me want a Marauder series more, because I want to know I want to know about the Yeah, yeah. Well, if you play the, whatever, the Hogwarts game, Hogwarts Mystery, mm-hmm. that one to. bitch, whatever her name oh, is. Oh, the one who you think is good, and then, like, she's a bitch. Yeah. Like, evil. Yeah, there's Professor. Starts with an R or something. Rake Pick or something like that. Right, I think that's it, Rake Pick. So she's there. It's I've been really looking weird. for, like, new games to get into on my iPad, specifically. Yeah. So maybe I'll restart that, because that might be... It's it's okay. You could get some more singing monsters. Okay, we're gonna play. I don't know what the game is called. Where you guys have to say the thing at the same time. Then... Word collaboration. Yeah, and then we do that. I okay. actually, I have a game that is kind of works like that. It's called Medium. Ooh, it's divination. We're doing divination. There we go. So divination. I think we've called it word. This is where it came out that I was a gay sad loser. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Well, maybe you'll become mm-hmm. another gay sad loser. We'll see. Yeah. So this game where Brian is a gay sad loser, but and Adam is divination master. Adam is gay. <laughs> And everyone is gay in this house. Everyone is gay, and he was gay, and he was gay, and oh, all of them were gay. They were roommates. Uh, what? Alright, so what are we doing here? Okay, yeah, ready? Right? You're what? You're we'll give you a name and you're gonna do And we're gonna try to like come up with the same like, three, Yeah, two, I'll, one, do, I'll count same word. Yeah. Okay. okay. This is the ready? first time you have like I know. Are you guys ready? Ah, Venus Patronus, Venus Patronus, Patronus, Alright, ready? Yep. First name. Hokey. Three, two, one. Half-self. Well, I feel like that should count. I think we're pretty fucking psychic already. I think we won the first one. Here we go. Did that count or no? That counts. It totally counts. Yeah, we're just going to move on from that one. 
Okay. The next one is Everforth. Three, two, one. Bartender. <laughs> so brother. bartender and brother. Yes. Ready? Go. Are we are we allowed to use previous words or no? Sure. Well, if that's the case, you're about to say Everforth. I mean, what else would I say? Okay. I don't think we can use like the actual guy's name. Okay. That's not as fun. So no. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Dumbledore. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that was not enough time for me to think of something. My word probably would have been something like gin. Okay. So let's do gin and Dumbledore. Gin and <gasps> Dumbledore. Ready? Yes. yes. Three, two, one. Trelawney. Trelawney and tonic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Divination. Vodka, Vodka divination. <sighs> Okay, last one. Okay. okay. Vodka divination. Yep. Three, two, one. Scrying. <gasps> okay, wait. That is a little bit similar because scrying and tea leaves. I don't know. Oh, we, got scrying? we got there. What is scrying? Scrying is when you look like into a mirror or some water or something like that and you try to divine that way. But I mean, it's, it's not the same thing because it's tea leaves, but. Love it. Okay, we're we're close enough. Close enough. Okay. You guys ready? Yes. Hepzibah Smith. Three, two, one. Cupcake. <laughs> Brian and I are good. I <laughs> love this shit. That's just how this is going. You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, wait, how many more do you have? Oh, two more. Okay, okay. The next one is Lavender Brown. Three, two, one. Purple, purple Girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> Same. Fine. Purple. We got it. <laughs> we're, we're like three and a half out of four. Yeah, you guys are real good at this game. All right. I'm getting my name. My last dancing name. Dancing with your hands. I'm hand dancing. Hand dancing. Hand dancing. Hand dancing. Hand dancing. Because if your hands don't dance and if they don't dance, then no hands <laughs> are mine. I was with you. <laughs> that was amazing. All right. The last one is Luna Lovegood. Three, two, one. Quen. <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna be so disappointed. We did so fucking good at that. So good. The next time we play that tour, you have no excuse. I will. I'll we, I do. I, I, my excuse is I'm fucking terrible at this game. We smashed that. I will say. I, I also am just like. I think I've listened to the podcast enough <laughs> to know what Adam is gonna say. A lot of those were not things that oh, I would have said. Did you hear that? This You've is done this Adam podcast enough say. times where you know what I'm about to say. Did Brian knows? Why don't you know, Tara? My land. <laughs> I just threw my notebook into the air. Oh my stars. Oh my god. Oh, oh, Tara is so for glimpse. This girl is a hussy in a handbag. This girl is on fire, fire, fire. Um, so the movie is not, this doesn't happen no, in the movie. There's cool. No, there's I think we can move on to points. Fucking movie. <laughs> I want to see Hepzibah Smith in the movie. Yeah, okay, let's do this. Who would they cast as Hepzibah Smith? She's got to be a papery big old lady. Hmm. The way that I kind of picture her is like a Jabba the Hutt kind of creature. So, Jabba the so Hutt. Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> like, what? I don't know. The one that popped into my head, and not at all Jabba the Hutt creature at all, but I pictured Meryl Streep specifically as a series of unfortunate events and Josephine. Oh! Like, that's the image that popped oh, into my head. Oh, I which like Which also, that. fun fact, that was my introduction to Meryl Streep as a child. I love it. Here's some points. Anyway, <laughs> Plus 10 to Hokey, because Hokey was just doing his job. Yeah. Hokey did the pokey. Well, technically, Voldy did the pokey, because he was a pokey. Poker. And then I did give 10 to Dumbledore, because I'm like, this took a lot of work, even though you're an asshole. Yeah. Plus 5 to Ron for complimenting Luna, and being like, okay, Lavender, we need to be serious here, and we're done. Either. Also, plus five to Coot and Peaks for saving Harry's life. Coot. Mm. <laughs> and that's it. None to have to no. Smith, even oh, though she's... Just, no negative points. No negative points. Not even to Voldy. Because Voldemort is kind of just, like, in, like, neutral mode here. He's not... Yeah. Yes, he definitely killed Hepsom Smith. Definitely. And it yes, he's, like, planning <laughs> some shit here. But he I don't know. Sus. It's pretty neutral. It's not, like... Anything major. I did make a note, though, of none to Hepzibah because she creepy. 
She did creep it on him. I find it interesting that Dumbledore gained points. I know. I, I would have thought, if anything, he would have zeroed out. Because of, like, past chapters, too. I don't think we ever give him credit for the work he does, but we look at face value how he is in the book. I mean, you could very well say, okay, you're looking at Voldemort face value in the book, but we know that he's doing all this work in the background. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like, at the very least, to... Voldemort, like, he's getting his. In the next, you know, we've got much more chapters with Voldemort. We don't have as many chapters left with Dumbledore. So. Oh, <laughs> too soon. You're gonna die. So the next chapter we do... is chapter 21. 21. Which is called... Hepsmith Hep- Returns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Oh, it is called um, The Unknowable Room. Is this about the fucking room requirement? Sure is. It's not unknowable. We know about it. Listen, okay, books. listen. Tooth Extraction named the fucking chapter of the unknowable room. I got nothing well, else. She's crusty. She's she a crusty is, cabbage. She's a crusty cabbage. She's a crusty cabbage. She's a tooth extraction and she is a bloody Crusty cavity tooth extraction. Crusty cavity tooth extraction. Crusty cavity. Yep. Ooh, crusty cavity does not sound... That was... Yep. See you next time. Wait, give it up for Brian. Yeah, give it up for me. I don't know what it is, but you better give it. Here, I'm giving you this. I'm good, thank you. Is that still wine that's gone undrunken? It is. It's white. Tara's like, I'm not driving. I'm not a white wine. I live here. You're not a white person? I'm not a white wine person. It's going to be like, you could have fooled me. All right. I I mean, my mom is from Trinidad, so, you know. Whoa, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, people have asked me why I'm white. Well, I guess we all learned something about Brian today. Yep. Goodbye! Bye! <laughs> Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com and a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!